Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And now, let's rock this show. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We're in red lips. We're wearing no denim jumpers. I've got some Homemaker Chic merch on today, full of stains, because we're working on a bathroom. Shay's got my favorite coffee mug in the world. And we are thrilled to be here. I am Angela of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm joined by Shay of ShayElliott.com. We are the hosts of this show. We've been attempting to do this for two years now, and we are just right there washing dishes with you, cleaning the house, taking care of our parents, or taking care of our children, or driving to work. We're doing the things. We're with you, and we're here to just make it a little bit more fun. How are you? Hopefully. I'm good. I'm actually representing our full New Orleans trip right now. Last spring, Angela and I met up for just a whirlwind couple of days in New Orleans together just to see each other's faces and breathe the same air. And we went into this clothing store and I got this great red sweater and I'm drinking coffee out of my Cafe du Monde coffee cup. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling good. Feeling good. That store was super fun. It was super fun. I also, yeah, wow, some of those dresses. I don't know if you guys have ever tried on a dress where you just put it on and you're like, I'm sorry, is this what I look like? Or is this making me look this way? <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, to put it in context, these dresses are like Spanx. They have, mm-hmm. they're built like Spanx. And so they are very bootylicious. And unfortunately, there's three-way mirrors and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we had Lewis there just telling us how great we looked. And we we're like, we'll take one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn the, you the up. You're too An- quiet. Keep talking. The way that Angela and I are both built, it's it's a little heavy on the booty side of things. And so when the booty is... My boots are so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> when Amelie good. was born, um, Bootylicious was really popular. And... I don't know how my three-year-old son knew the word bootylicious, but Amelie was a very large, chunky baby, and Aiden said, her boots are so delicious. (laughs) She was a delicious baby. So that's our family expression. So you guys For the Rubenesque figurine is figures, my boots are so delicious. (laughs) Did you see that? You just missed your mouth. Did you just dumped it out all over yourself. Um, You guys might not know this, but I actually read Angela's blog. We sort of like followed each other peripherally Mm -hmm. early on. And I kind of deep dove into Angela's blog when we lived in Alabama. No, just kidding. And 
like would read through these old posts of hers. And so like I have this just like a deep nostalgia for when her kids were a little mm. and for when she was at the house that we call the McHenry house. And because it was just when blogging was really like the most intimate sort of, you know, you didn't have any social media. Facebook wasn't what it is now. There wasn't any Instagram. YouTube what it even wasn't what it was now. And so like blogs mm-hmm. were really like your one window into somebody else's world and it's just funny, like you just mentioning Amelie as a little chunky baby, like all of a sudden it takes me back to your gardens that you had at that house and the kitchen and the living room and just, you know, all the different spaces where she was a little fat chunky mm-hmm. baby at. <laughs> yep. So sweet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was She was a sweetie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so um, guess what? what? I have a working bathtub. Hey, all connected, the whole shebang? Well, the shower, like we have to attach the shower ring so everybody can use it this evening because everyone's ecstatic. But yeah, yeah, there's nothing leaked. Wow. And yeah, you know, this packaging says like, do not attempt this, (laughs) hire a plumber, you know? So I'm pretty, pretty pleased. Congratulations. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, as of like 20 minutes ago. So it's kind of awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're new to Homemaker Chic Podcast, Angela and I are both um, DIY. Aholics. Uh, yeah. Or Actually, martyrs. Or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insert any number of words. <laughs> right. But we're both in the process of bathroom remodels Zuh. right now. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the idea of a working tub. Fabulous. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Love this is it. not my bathroom, of course. Of course but it's not. a working tub, nonetheless. Nonetheless, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, every end of season, we meet with our fangirls over on Patreon, and they shout out requests for episodes that they want to hear in the upcoming season. And a couple times in the past, we've done an episode called Signature Moves, just things that we're doing in our personal homes right now to bring joy, to spread peace, to make things beautiful, to maybe ease up a burden that we're experiencing, just things that are kind of on the tip of our tongue um, that we're doing in our homes personally and just sharing them with you on the off chance that maybe one of those resonates with you. Maybe one of them is Mm -hmm. going to help you or you're going to find use in. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Signature moves, which is fun to revisit Mm -hmm. this because we – We both evolve so quickly as homemakers. You know, I think back to the homemakers we were two years ago when we started this podcast. We're different now. Yeah. I'm a way better homemaker, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was pretty good then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I, the show has really challenged me to, I mean, practice what I preach, I could say, but like, we always tell the audience, we are just talking to ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. we're just like everybody else, you know, just... That you should see the dust bunnies at the bottom of my stairs right now. It's just it looks like tumbleweeds, like a ghost town or something. But yeah, the show like throughout the day, I feel the I don't sound too weird, but like the energy of the audience and of the words you and I have spoken. Like this is stay the course, stay committed, do the thing. You know, somebody will send me a, a, a an email and say, you know, I just listened to the episode where you said, you know, if it's just 
I don't know what I said. If it takes 30 extra seconds and 30 extra steps and you don't want to do it, do it anyways. I must have said something like that. And I read my own words coming back to me. I'm like, yeah, do that. That's it. (laughs) Do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like paint my nails. Hello. I just saw my hands waving around on the camera for the love. That's Mm -hmm. me tiling the floor. Hello. That's like a reverse French. That's terrifying. Uh, So yeah, I feel that that -hmm. encouragement and it's played out in my own, in my own home. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're always, you know, encouraging the listeners of the podcast and ourselves to grow. Mm -hmm. And I think when I think about going back to the beginning of this podcast, even a year ago to some of maybe even some of the things we said, or maybe a certain viewpoint or philosophy we took, I think I want to stand in a posture of growth on any of those things. You know, like Stu always says, he has no interest in holding the wrong opinion. And so, Mm -hmm. and I love that as a homemaker because there is so much room for growth. And it's one of those things that no one prepare, no one teaches you really how to do these things until you're in it. You know, right. you're floating in the ocean and you got to swim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, man, what it would have been like if we would have had podcasts back in the day. Like, what are we supposed to be doing? How do we do this oh, job? Yeah. So hopefully- That was more like you call this. it like the cage stage though. Like, thank goodness we didn't have a microphone. <laughs> so true. Yeah, if you're not familiar with what the cage stage is, it's when you're a new convert to something. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's attached to Calvinism. Basically, when people sort of take on this view, they need to be locked in a cage for a while to get all their vomit. Just calm the heck down. Just like, just calm down. (laughs) Just we're going to keep you in the cage for your own good. You can come out in two years. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's funny. The same could definitely be applied for most things. Yeah. Um, okay. So before I have a really fun wine to share with you today. Okay. And I've been working on my pronunciation before we get into it. Do you okay. want to give a shout out to season 11 sponsor, American Blossom Linens? Yes, I do. Because uh, my bedroom is just feeling so pretty right now. My bedroom has so many issues, like the top story part of it, the cathedral ceiling is still not painted two and a half years later. The bottom, my bougainvillea is blooming and it's so gorgeous. And I overwintered hot pink geraniums. So I brought them up to the room. So I have like the sofa and the bougainvillea and the geraniums. And then my American blossom, it's just pressed pillowcases, antique pillows, just looks so beautiful. So Shay and I both, Shay and I both dress our beds in American blossom linens. Uh, You should. Visit American Blossom Linens, but to make it really easy, just remember homemakerchicpodcast.com. It's that simple, and you will see their all their information and their little easy-peasy button for you to push, and you can use the coupon code homemakerchic20 for 20% off your sheets. These sheets are made from cotton that is grown right here, well, right here in America, in Texas, and they use a process called combing. So what this does is it pulls out all the rough fibers and you're left with the softest sheets. They get softer with every washing. I love this. This is a family business. It's been around a long time and they're really just so Mm -hmm. beautiful. I am a sucker for vintage linens. They have a really cool, refreshing, smooth feeling. And I like to call these sheets modern vintage because that's what they feel like. They're Mm -hmm. just... Fabulous. They're, they're crisp. They're not soft like jersey. I hate jersey sheets. And they're not soft like Oh, like flannel. that whole trendy um t-shirt sheet. Yeah. No. Remember, it, it's not does yeah, not feel it's not like, like that. that. No, no, no. 
It's got structure, mm-hmm. but it's soft. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. It's not like any cheat you're going to find really anywhere else. Right. And I think there's like this misconception. I don't know what the thread count is on American Blossom, but I know like back in the day, that was like the big indicator of what a good sheet was going to mm-hmm. be. And it was. I feel like that philosophy um, served. I remember being a young homemaker and that's my mom taught me check the thread count, you know, but I remember in years past that not mattering. Like mm-hmm. I would buy, you know, 600, 800, whatever, and I'd get home and think these stink. Yeah. Yeah. And they could still so. be bad quality in the sense that like the seams could still rip out. <laughs> and, exactly. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. Or okay. full of dyes and icky garbage or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. go to homemakerchicpodcast.com. You can click on American Blossom Linen's link right there. And there's a coupon code for you to use, homemakerchic20, I believe it is. But it's listed there. Super easy for you to redeem for 20% off your purchase. So massive thank you to Janet and American Blossom Linen's for sponsoring the season of this podcast. And now, dun, 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 we're going to cue the wine music and I'm going to share a beautiful bottle with you guys that I've pulled out for dinner tonight. So tonight I'm going to be making some salmon fritters, which is basically salmon that's sort of roughly chopped up with cilantro, green onion, a little bit of breadcrumb, some eggs, some carrot, and then I literally scoop it up and drop it into tallow and we kind of pan fry it. And it's delicious. But so like a, I mean, like a crab cake, but with salmon, but with salmon. I do that with canned salmon. So you take the salmon filet and chop Mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. In tallow. Mm. Yeah. Then you put a scoop of creme fraiche on the top because you need yeah, a little creamy, a little cold, a little sour, you know, and sprinkle some chives over the top. Delicious. Okay. So that's what we're um, having I, for supper. Go this ahead. This is the wine segment. Shoot. Um, I, I just You said creme fraiche. Shay, you know, we've got our new advertiser harvest, right? Like I freeze dried creme fraiche. I'm just a little excited. <laughs> we can talk about that in the signature moves, okay. but okay. tell me about your wine. Okay. So there are... We try to give you some real helpful tips here. Um, when you think seafood, you need to think white wine, okay? If you're like brand new to this wine thing, mm-hmm. when you think seafood, think white wine. So I pulled automatically, just pulled a white wine to enjoy with supper tonight. Well, there's some really great Italian white wines that pair well with seafood. And you just think about the layout of Italy, right? You've got so much coastline that yeah. it's really a natural it sort of just comes naturally that they've got wines that pair really well with seafood. Um, and that's what we have today. So this is um, a white wine from the, uh, I don't know how to say this actually in Italian. I meant to look up the pronunciation, Marche region, which is kind of like middle on the east coast of Italy. Um, and so this is the bottle here that we're looking at. So I'm going to try okay. and give you some helpful points about this. So this is a Verdicchio, which is a white wine grape. It actually means like little green one, which I think <laughs> is so great for a grape. We'll just call these ones the little green ones. Okay. Um, but this wine kind of co- brings with it a legend. It's a very old. Verdicchio is a very old wine grape. So this legend has it when the Visigoth soldiers were like marching to Rome they would drink Verdicchio wine to give them strength in battle. 
And so it still sort of carries this clout of like, hey, this is to give you strength and to give you vigor and okay. to give you life. And I think mm-hmm. that's such a great distinctive of dry farm wines. They're alive because mm-hmm. they haven't been pasteurized. So they're alive with native yeasts and they taste alive. They taste vibrant. And this wine is a really kind of green wine. So grassy, herby, fresh apple, acidic. But these Verdicchio grapes, they're not meant to be aged. They're meant to be drank just a couple of months after it's bottled. So you'll see all of these wines are really um, young. And if you actually see an old Verdicchio wine, you should kind of take note like, I'm not so sure if that is actually going to be at its freshest. It's at its peak because some wines aren't really meant to be aged like that. Um, Okay, so this is grown on the left bank of the Mesa River or the north side. Um, And you'll see this. So this is called La Staffa, Verdicchio de Castelli, Castelli Diesi. And it's called, it's a DOC wine. So we talked about DOC, DOCG. Mm -hmm. This is a Classico Superiore. And basically that means it's kind of the creme de la creme. So oldest, Classico, means these are the oldest of the Verdicchio wine grapes. That like these vines are old, 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 old. And I don't know the exact age that they have to be to classify as the Classico. But when you Mm -hmm. see that on a Verdicchio wine, you know that... These are made from like these really old, old gnarly, just gnarled, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's I just think that's so neat to be drinking wines, alive wines from the same wine vines, you know, the the grape vines that have been growing wine for like decades and decades and decades. I think Mm -hmm. that's so neat to get to partake of that. So that is what we're going to be drinking with our fabulous. So. Keep an eye open. You guys will probably see. It's a very small little region where they grow these, but um, it's got quite the reputation. So you'll probably see these in your local store. Cool. Cool. Yes. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. If it's your first time ordering, you're going to get a an additional bottle for a penny. You can do three, six, nine, twelve bottles, all whites, all reds, a mixture, some rosé for spring coming up bubblies, you name it. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the name of that one again? La Staffa. La Staffa. And if you're already a Dry Farm customer, be sure you go to their website, open up your account and become a VIP. Because then if you have a favorite bottle, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, you can request that in your order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a good one. I've had this one before. It is super light, super fragrant. So... I'm still pretending like it's springtime, even though we woke up to four inches of snow, and I'm protesting that. That's ridiculous. We were eating a meal outside on our picnic table yesterday, so get out of here with the snow nonsense. Gosh. I know. Isn't it depressing? You have a lot of flowers up already, too. Yeah. They're all just covered in snow. It's weird. It'll melt off quickly, but... Mm -hmm. um, We're foggy today. It's just always... Mm -hmm. I like it in the spring and in the fall here. It's... You never know how much fog you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's moody. Mm-hmm. I like that. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Signature moves slash things we're doing right now. <laughs> or things we've always done. I don't know how trendy my list is. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Just uh, things, that are, things that are happening. 
Uh, what's the first thing on your list? <laughs> it's stupid. Okay. But I just did it the other day. It's so dumb. I, this is like, this is real. I'm going to really help you all out here. <laughs> I recycle my tennis shoes. In that, I needed a new pair of workout shoes for my workouts. And I just take my old ones and they become the next pair of gardening shoes. So just move yes. them over. Yes. It's just a little thing I do. And that way, you know, I try to get a new pair of gym shoes like every three or four months because they just, I have really flat feet and they just go dead. And so that way I always have like some support when I'm out in the garden. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's interesting. Wow. I, I do the life same changing. The turns are, <laughs> I do the same thing, actually. <laughs> um, I just got this new pair of workout shoes after a year. And I was like, okay, it's time because. You know, there's different types of tennis shoes. There's like the real squishy kind, which are great for walking around in all day. Um, but mm -hmm. those are really, really terrible for lifting because they have so much movement and so much cushion that your your feet can kind of roll. There's so much space in there to move, which is great for like running, <sighs> but not great for lifting weights. <laughs> that reminds me. I had a, an Amazon cart pair and I think tomorrow. Oh, I think it's tomorrow. Because I got one of those squishy kind. They're adorable. They're leopard. They're so cute. They're by New Balance, and they look like Gucci or something. They have like a little red stripe down the back. They're very Gucci-ish. I just thought they were adorable. I'm like, I can wear those around the house with jeans or with yoga pants or whatever, and they're too squishy. My feet just cave in. I yeah. need like structure. Yeah. I need a nice, yes. mean tennis shoe. I got to have it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, so I got to the point where I was just working out with my socks on or just bare feet, you know, because at least mm -hmm. then like That's I could what like, Lee does. grip the ground mm -hmm. and stuff. But I just got yep. this. If anyone's looking for a great one, I just got this pair of tennis shoes on Poshmark. So they were much better priced than new from the store called No Bowl. And it's okay. literally it's just a straightforward structure, functional shoe. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. So cool. Yeah, those are great ones. Uh, the thing about just recycling them is then you don't end up with a pile of tennis shoes at the back door. Yeah. I'm just always moving. Okay, now these ones are played out. I can throw them in the garbage. Yep. Yeah. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. What else? What's the first thing on your list? Um, Mine maybe is dumb too. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I just have put a little bit more effort into certain things that bring me joy mm -hmm. and one of those things this seems so silly is like i love to have little specialty foods around and i don't mean like fussy foods i just mean like really good cheeses and i love having little tins of really good tuna or like anchovies packed in salt or yeah, good olive oils sure. good mustards um olives like just having these like little foods around, good flaky salts, like mm -hmm. it's such a small thing, but it brings me so much joy in the kitchen to have these things. You know, last night I just threw together this really quick salad and made this mustard vinaigrette with this beautiful mustard that I can't remember the name of. Edmund Fellow. Edmund Fellow. Okay. I think that's what it is. It's grainy oh. and textured and beautiful and... Even though this was just like a spring mix of greens from the store and it had nothing on it but some handfuls of frozen peas, I poured this like beautiful mustard vinaigrette over the top and it just <sighs> felt elevated. It just brought me uh -huh. so much joy. 
And so I've just sort of been giving myself, you know, we stay within our grocery budget and I've just been taking a piece of that and buying really good cheeses and good prosciutto and Mm -hmm. just having a few things around. And I line them all up on my shelf like a goober because I just look at the tins and it makes me so happy. No, that is not goober. (laughs) That is like, that's one of the great things in your kitchen. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's not goober at all. I mean, that keeps it exciting. It's fun. I, I have, fun like, I keep too. escargot, I keep sardines, anchovies, mm-hmm. a few different mustards. It is Edmund Fellow. I looked it up because I'm obsessed with the green one. You got to get the green one. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's the good stuff. I have this, so I have um, a little jar of truffle honey, like, yum. And then I have a little jar of black flake Icelandic salt mm-hmm. that I love. That's what I put on my crab cakes and stuff. Like just a little like, poof, here's some yeah. black. Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Small things. I have been reluctant to let go of them, but, um, you know, as we eat them, like mm-hmm. I have this octopus and it's in this really great, sweet little Italian tin and Owen wants to eat it so bad. I was like, not yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to take it off the shelf because I just – Half of my pleasure is derived just from seeing it up there. I'm like, oh, it's like a little treasure. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's like the perfume counter. It's the packaging. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, so, <laughs> it's the so packaging. Fun. I got some right? special risotto rice that was in this pretty package. And I literally, I, I have an open cabinet in my kitchen. And I just, I sort of like just decorate like you would put out fresh flowers, except it's so like now tinned. you're making me want to do that because <laughs> my stuff's in my cooler. Yeah. No, I got to see it, some of it. <sighs> So yeah, that is a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, that whole, like, that's something, I think I've said this before, that watching Nigella back in the day did for me when she would go into her pantry. It was just, like, stuff, you know, she's so cluttered, like, un- stuff's just falling down on her. And that, when I saw that, that's when I realized, oh, you need to just stock. You just need all the, po- you see those cute pastas at TJ Maxx or whatever, just get them. You need the little <laughs> tin of this, just get it, because it... Mm-hmm. keeps you, you know, it keeps you going. And like, yeah, I know that there's been times in my budget where it's like there wasn't any space for fun pasta. But the reality is you have to spend your grocery budget in some way. And mm-hmm. for me, having these small little things on hand actually has kept me from spending more money on food, like just yeah. freak out food, like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to eat for dinner? Yep. And yep. so it actually does save me money to stock up on these things. And it makes everyone very happy. And so that's worth a lot in my book. So, yeah. The octopus, is that packed like herring? How is that packaged? It's it's in a little cardboard box, but inside it's like a sardine tin that you open, but it's just packed in olive oil with sea salt. And it's just beautiful. I've got jars. Is it like rings? Like what is it? I wouldn't make it. Yeah, just like like pieces. Okay. Yeah, Hmm. I'll send you a picture of the box. It's really sweet. But- um, you know, just having some beautiful things like that on hand. Um, my kids are actually really great at eating really good tuna. So when we were in Luca, Carla would put out these tins of tuna for they weren't tins, they were glass jars of tuna. And I thought I knew were. what tuna tasted like. And then I ate this tuna and I was like, that ain't tuna. <laughs> like, what right. is this? It's beautiful it's mild and sweet and was it white moist pink it's pink Pink. okay Mm -hmm. okay anyway um so 
you know, lunch is stupid. I hate it. And <laughs> on my weekdays, like I just get sandwich bread from Costco and, you know, the kids will make PB&Js, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I have found if I buy this tuna and I have these beautiful glass jars of tuna around, even though they're a little bit more expensive, they'll just eat that. They love it. They'll just sprinkle some like salt and pepper over the top, have it with some crackers or a piece of bread, mm-hmm. and they're pleased as punch. And I would much rather have them eating that than eating sandwich bread. So anyway. Yeah. I have Just half of mine thing. like tuna and half of them don't. We had a, a new one the other day and it was more – it was very pale mm. and it was so good. <laughs> I don't know where I got it. I don't know if I got it from Azur, but it didn't – like the house didn't smell. The kitchen didn't smell funky. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. And I did that with like – you know, spring peas and oh my goodness, it was so yummy. Yeah. What's surprising with this, with tuna when it's done really well is you act, I mean, we don't add anything. We don't add mayonnaise, no sour cream, no creme fraiche, no, like no nothing. We literally just put a piece on our plate and just flake it off with a fork. Sometimes a little squeeze of lemon juice if you want, but it's so moist. You don't need to add anything to make it taste good. It's just yum. Good stuff. Anyway. Oh yeah. You're, is it tonino? What kind is it? You're freaking me out. I want The tuna? Mm-hmm. Well, this kind I actually got right now is called – I think it's called Sweetwood. It's – um they okay. line catch these tuna off the coast of Oregon. So it's kind of a local brand. Local, yeah. But I think you can get it from um, Azur. I think okay. – I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. So cool. Really beautiful. Really beautiful. And that's sometimes the difference between like having lunch and not having lunch. Yeah. You know, just some beautiful tuna. Everybody grab an orange. Mm-hmm. Here's a heel of homemade bread. There you go. So anyway. Right. Right. Fun little thing. Um, Anything else in the kitchen? I have two more kitcheny kind of things, I think. Maybe not. No. Uh, Yes. Yes. Could be. You go next. This is really simple. It's not anything revolutionary. I know everybody does this, but I keep my knives really sharp. And it's just, it's it's something that's just so easy to put at the bottom of your to-do list. And here's what I do. Here's my signature move. Julian does it. He puts on the hearing protectors. He loves to do it. He will stand there for 45 minutes. And he'll do all of them. I had the whetstone. No way. I got the electric one. It's not worth it. And I just, it's, um, it makes everything like so much easier and safer, quite frankly, a sharp knife being safer. And the signature move is that I have him do it because mm-hmm. it's time consuming and he loves it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I second that. Mm-hmm. I make Stu do it. He's my knife sharpener. Okay. But he also has the patience of a saint. So he'll sit at the kitchen sink and just shh, do the whetstones. I love it. Okay. I'm happy for him to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm also the <laughs> no. one that uses them. And so it's yeah. really nice to, to have them. Yeah. Keep your knives sharp. Keep them sharp. I, th- I think that's yeah. half the reason people don't like cooking is because cutting things yeah. is misery. <laughs> it's total misery. It's like it's cutting an onion yeah. with a dull knife when you're like trying to mix <sighs> it to start a chili or something. No, it's just not happening. painful. Um, okay. I got another one in the kitchen. Okay. It's springtime here which means we're really busy and we've got some major projects that we're trying to work through and there's just sometimes not enough hours in the day and what that means in the kitchen is that 
I have to be intentional. I still love to throw down, but like I can't do that every day. I have mm-hmm. to have some things that I can just pull out. And so I've been sort of following in love with um, taking something very simple in the kitchen, an easy dish, one you've made a hundred thousand times, but then trying to find a way to make it feel special so that you don't beat yourself up like you're dropping yeah. the ball somehow. So mm-hmm. here's an example. Um, we had a busy day yesterday. It was a big school day, but then I hadn't seen my parents in a while. And so I wanted to have them over for dinner and didn't really have anything going on in the food department, which is not the best time to invite people over for dinner. But I was like, right. it's, it's fine. We'll pull it off. Mm-hmm. I had some cured pork cheek in the refrigerator. And I was like, I'm just going to make homemade mac and cheese, which is really penne and cheese. But Mm -hmm. Um, I keep boxed penne pasta on hand from Jovial. So it's all einkorn pasta. That is my Mm -hmm. fast food. And I can always make cheese like a cheese sauce. And I just use up whatever dregs of cheese are in the refrigerator. So my mac and cheese is never the same two times. Mm -hmm. But I so I cut the pork cheeks up really small, got them nice and crispy, and then cooked my pasta, made my cheese sauce, put it all in this giant casserole dish And so it looked simple enough, but then you fold in like these home cured pork cheeks and you top it with a Parmesan crust. I got out my flour pepper, did a ton Mm. of fresh pepper over the top. Um, Oh, and then I was able to go and get some chives from the garden. So it had this real beautiful, bright layer of green chives. And so I brought it out and everyone was like, ooh, (laughs) this looks good. Yeah. (laughs) And just that little bit of difference putting it in a dish, baking the top so it was nice and crusty, contrasting a little bit of color. Like all of a sudden, it's exponentially better than when you just throw together some mac and cheese and dish it up from the stovetop and, you know, it had no flair. Mm -hmm. So this idea of just taking something simple but turning Mm -hmm. it into something special. Um, So like I also fry eggs a lot in the morning with bacon. Well, if I take the time to – put a handful of arugula on a plate, then put the fried egg on top, then crumble the bacon over the top, then put some fresh parsley or, you know, drizzle some vinegar over. Like a small thing. But people feel so seen when you give them something beautiful. Like, I made this for you. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, presentation is super important. So a small little something. And it's it's as easy as just the night you're going to make spaghetti, making baked spaghetti. And mm-hmm. shredding some herbs on top of the mozzarella. I mean, it's just as easy as taking, like you said, something that you make all the time and just giving it a little a little twist. Turn. Mm-hmm. You know what I like to do with spaghetti is um, when I'm dishing it up, put the tongs inside the bowl of spaghetti and twirl it. So you get like a perfect twirl mm-hmm. and then moving it over to a plate. And Okay. So it's like a little nest. So it's like a perfect yeah. little swirled nest. And then I don't serve salad on the same plate. That goes on the side because then I can Mm -hmm. grate Parmesan cheese over the top of the spaghetti. And again, Mm -hmm. you give it to your – even your kids and they're like, you made this for me? When the pasta is like in the middle, perfectly rolled up, it looks really special versus Uh like slopping it on the plate next to a salad, next to a piece of bread or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, this is so special. (laughs) So fun. It's so fun. You're making me hungry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Okay, here's one. Speaking of being okay. hungry, okay. I, you, you're just making me really hungry. Um, 
I, I have certain foods, I will confess, like the self-control just goes <laughs> out the window. It's really bad. It's shameful. And taco night is one of those nights. <laughs> okay, so my silly little signature move for those nights where I know this is going to be tough is I will just slam a ton of carbonated water like an hour before I eat just to get a little bit full so that I get a little bit more disgusted with myself a little <laughs> bit sooner. <laughs> I have never heard this. Never yep. heard this. <laughs> I do because I just I've there's some foods. Well, I love I love to eat and mm-hmm. yeah, I've been known to snarf down a few too many tacos. Mm-hmm. I feel like tacos and drool. That. I can't drink today. What's wrong with me? Golly. Yep, that's what that's my yeah, move. That's a good one. Okay. Boom. Okay. Noted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually, speaking of bubble water, um, that's a great move. Like that time of day when I'm like, I'm ready for a glass of wine now, and it's like 2 30. Just- <laughs> um, I get flavored sparkling water, like the good stuff, spindrift, and pour it into a wine glass and I sip it. And I feel like I'm having a little spritzer. Yep. But I'm not. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's helpful. Um I yeah, I ordered the soda stream. I have I mean, because I can't afford to keep up with my Pellegrino addiction. Mm-hmm. Um the new soda stream, it's really pretty. It's very classy. It's white and gold, so it doesn't look so horrible tucked into the corner of my counter. Okay. It's not like a big black tower or anything. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So you could just um like you could take oh, your Berkey water and then yeah. put it in the soda stream and then you could just add like a little dash of grapefruit juice or something. You can add grapefruit juice. You can add oils. You can add, you know, oh. in the summer, we just like go get a handful of mint and scrunch it up and toss it in there with a few strawberries. Oh, yeah. No, it's fabulous. Okay. And we're, we're straight. It's out. pretty bad. We're straight up addicted to it. Like the yeah. kids have gotten to the point where they won't drink water. I unless don't it's like bub. water. Yeah, I don't it's, like it. We're out of a bub canister. We need a new bub canister. <laughs> Talk about first world problems. Right? It's shameful. I only drink clean water if it has bubbles in it. <laughs> but it's really fun to have. Um, some friends came over, bless their hearts, and helped me for an hour in the garden the other day, which has like never happened. Like, what sort of mm-hmm. fantasy is this? And just, you know, to be able to make them a big glass of sparkling water is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's here's a little. This is kind of changing directions a little bit. Okay, but sort of not. It could tie into the bub. Um, I feel like I'm working really hard right now at letting a signature move be just sort of accepting what I love and letting that be, and not trying to. Um, obviously within reason, you guys, I'm talking about like paint colors. I'm not talking about major stuff, but just, um, so I watched this, I watched this episode of a chef's table a while ago and there was this great California chef and she had gone through some turmoil in her life and just wasn't quite sure what was next. And so as she's sort of just trying to decide what to do, she said, I know what I need to do. Like, I just have to go, I just have to go to Italy and I just need to like hang out and eat and all it'll sort itself out. And it did. Mm -hmm. 
And it was a silly little thing, but I was watching this and I just thought to myself, like, oh, other people, like, this appeals to other people too. Like, some people just sort of have this bend, um, even creatively, to like sort of mm-hmm. find a piece of themselves somewhere. And yeah. it was all, it was so silly, but it was like this permission, like, there, that's, there wasn't anything wrong with that, you know? And, mm-hmm. You know, I've shared about this before, too, but when we had Ross Byam Shaw on last season or the season before, and she talked about just being a bit scruffy, and I was just like, she was just so confident and comfortable with it. Like, oh, I'm just a bit scruffy. Mm -hmm. And just accepting that that's the way that she was. And not Mm -hmm. in a, um, like a defeatist way, like, oh, it's just the way I am, so whatever. But just in a... We all have different tastes kind of a way. And the tastes that you have towards keeping your home, how you decorate it, what you like to eat, um, where you find your creativity, all these kinds of things, like you can just accept that you love those things and that that's who you are. Mm. And it sounds really simple, but it's exciting to me. What a great signature move to have, though. I mean... Just to, as far as confidence and mm-hmm. just finally settling into your own skin and, you know, yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe, like, do you remember what age you were when you felt, well, that's not fair because you really didn't have the room, like, <laughs> the way that you are. But do you remember, like, getting to that point where you were just like, yeah, this is who I am. And that's good. It's all good. Joops Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful from the inside out. Toops & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit toopsandco.com. That's toops like soups. Toopsandco.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? May I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm, two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. 
freeze-dried food less for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. A huge concept on this show is better, not more. And our sponsor, House of Tokuman, exemplifies this idea Visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I have to confess, I'm pretty obsessed with this company. I totally trust Annabelle's knowledge and expertise. She's helped me find beautiful heirloom quality rugs for our home. They are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Free shipping in the continental U.S. is a serious bonus too. Here's a designer tip. Follow House of Tokuman over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas, my friends. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House from Tokuman at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Hello, lovely homemakers. This is Angela. Spring is in the air and it's time to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com for your spring home design inspiration. Join the Old World Design Society now for as little as $5. You'll have access to one design class a month, a private online forum full of professional designers and amateur home stylists to learn from and become friends with, Choose to include a print or digital magazine with your society membership and watch your stylist skills grow. Become a member of the Old World Design Society today and learn how to elevate your space, improve your knowledge of antiques and history, and style your home like a pro. The Spring Magazine is shipping now and it's gorgeous. Our design classes are ready for you to join us. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and see that there is now an option for every budget. That's Old World. ParisianFarmGirl.com. Uh, it's funny. I remember this is stupid. I'm not scruffy. And I told you that on the phone the other day. And the irony is like, I look scruffy and you look great right now, which is not that you can't look great when you're scruffy. But we were talking the other day about like how filming for YouTube stresses me out because I'm not scruffy. I, I, I do want to like finish the ends of my hair and I don't look good in a top knot and like I it takes like I got to get ready to do it and mm-hmm. I don't like doing that sometimes because I just want to get on with my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been like, uh, you know, finish a finishing touch person when it comes to my clothing, for example. Okay, always like the always accessories, always accessorized, always. And so I remember I remember when I realized other people weren't like that. <laughs> like, oh, like this is your kind of thing and you're kind of hung up on it and that's just the way you are. Mm-hmm. I was 17 
and I was reconnecting with some friends that were in town and they wanted to go to the city. They were in jeans and sweatshirts. And I was like, but we're going to the city. Wait. Shoes, outfit, purse. You know, like, but I was just, I, I'm like, I, I have to get ready. We're going to the city. I can't just go to the city in <laughs> jeans and a sweatshirt, you know? So mm-hmm. I remember that feeling like, okay, you're kind of the odd man out. Just hold your own. Do what's good for you. And care, you know, so you need 10 extra minutes to put an outfit together. That's who you are. Yep. You know, so, yeah. And you know where I think the line gets gets drawn a bit? It's like, I don't, I really don't think most people care if you're different. Like, I've never had anybody. The minute you let go of it. Yeah. Then it's over. It's It's when when you let go of trying to convince people that you're right or that they should do it your way or that they should care about what you care about. Mm Mm-hmm. Once you just let go of that and you just say, this is what I enjoy, whether this is what I like to wear, this is how I like to get ready, this is how Mm -hmm. I like to spend my free time, like whatever that may be, just once you stop trying to like convert people to your way of saying it, I feel like then you step into this just like, you do you, boo, kind of a thing. Like, you want to get dressed to go into the city? Great. I don't. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this like huge point of insecurity for either of us. You're right. Yeah, it was definitely an insecure moment for me at 17 because I was feeling um, prissy, high maintenance, you know, but that's the way I was, you know, I, it was just a, mm-hmm. I needed, if we were going to go walk around Michigan Avenue, I needed to look nice. It's mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I just remember. And I, you know, the thing about other, about other people is like, they, I love what's different about my friends. And so we all need to remember that they love what's different about us, too, and just Mm -hmm. let go of what's going swirling around in our minds. Mm -hmm. You know, like most of it's just crap we make up in our head. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. It -hmm. really is. By the way, I will contest to the fact that when we were in New Orleans, I was ready a solid 15 or 20 minutes before you. No, you weren't. I got up before you did. No, that was the one trip. No, no. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm going to take issue uh-uh. with this. No, because ma'am. No, ma'am. no, on all of our other trips, I'm always like last man out the door. And before I left for New Orleans, I'm like, darn it, that girl is not going to have to wait on me. <laughs> and I got up before you every morning. Uh-uh. I was done before you were. Mm-mm. You're wrong. No. Nope. You're remembering other trips. I do nope. not. I do not agree with this nope. statement. <laughs> it might have been like, I can't find my phone, but oh, I was 100%. ready. percent Where did I put my thing? Where's my phone? Oh, it's in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I think as I get older, I do just get more confident and like and not in an arrogant way, just no. in like a this is who I am and that's okay. And you know, I'm not really surrounded you are one of those people, but I'm not really surrounded by a ton of people where my love for certain things makes sense. <laughs> you know? I'm and surrounded by people like that? No, I I am not. Oh, I'm not. I mean, I have you, you know. But, okay, I'm um, safe. I see what you're saying. You know, my friend Natalie, we often joke. I'll tell her something that happened. Like, oh, what'd you do mm-hmm. in spring break? Oh, well, we butchered our roosters and our ducks or whatever. And our constant joke back and forth is like, we live very different lives. We yeah. just live very different lives. And that's okay. And we're still great friends. And isn't that beautiful? But if I were to go to Natalie and say, hey, you should probably get some chickens. And here's why you should mm-hmm. get chickens. And da 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 And now da 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 She would probably be like, get like back off. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> and so just that 
I don't know if it's a signature move or not, but just I'm learning to just let myself accept the things that I love and let that be a part of me. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And if I have to go to Italy to find creativity, then so be it. (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody the other day talking. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Um, Okay. I did this. I went a little crazy. I did my baseboard. I did my door. I did my dining room table. I I just feel like people maybe don't know you can do this. But wood furniture takes a beating. It gets dry from forced air. It gets filmy from body oils. And I like to – you can bring yours back to life. I like to do this um, with olive oil and white vinegar. Half and half. Rub it down. Leave it on there for a while. Wipe it off. It looks fantastic. You can do your butcher block, your countertops, your tables, the legs of tables where the mop water slops up on them and they get all like hazy and dingy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a s- signature move for me. Cleaning why, does, why does stuff get so gross? <laughs> I, and what? so fast. Shay gets so gross so fast. Like the dust bunnies I was just mentioning, the tumbleweeds at the bottom of the stairs just Two and a half days ago, I took a wet rag and like went all the way down the stairs in the corners, got all the dust, you know, the stuff that the broom won't do. And yep, there's a pile of schmutz at the bottom of the stairs again. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm constantly telling myself that, okay, you have a working kitchen, you have a working kitchen, but like the baseboards, the inside of the stove, the refrigerator, my little refrigerator has to be done every week or it looks Mm. terrible. And I think part of it is just the amount that's coming out of there. But um, I don't know. I think it's the working kitchen. I mean, I just think like the reality is chopping meat juice, you know, cracked eggs, egg whites drying on the counter. Like just it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a lot. It's just a lot. And that's okay. But yeah, that's Um, a good one. In the... In the waiting for the stove, you know, I made the announcement last week that my stove shipped. Um, It can't get here fast enough because (laughs) now my little countertop oven, it's so cute. It has like French doors. They're glass. They won't close. Mm -hmm. I made breakfast this morning, oatmeal bake, opened the French doors. They will not close. So I thought it was all cool knowing we were going to record today, last night, made meals ahead of time. So I'd be totally prepared. And now I'm going to have to bake them in Aiden's free Facebook marketplace <laughs> hellfire hole in the basement. <laughs> and it's going to char broil everything. And my stove can't get here soon mm-hmm. enough. Tell I'm you like, what. wait, are you kidding me? Now I have two broken ovens. You have I, three. I just can't. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's It'll get here. Great. It's going to be great. so worth it. How long does it take once it leaves three the months. country? Mine took three no, months. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it did. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, customs. Sorry. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay, I have two more. Here's a fun, okay. a fun quick one. Um, a new signature move I'm sort of trying to force myself into is not wasting very precious and valuable time. And so... If I have, you know, if it's 4.45 and I know I got to start cooking at 5 or if I've got 
15 minutes in the waiting room at the dentist or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. I'm really trying hard not to pick up my phone and instead invest that time into something else and sort of just like posing the question to myself, okay, what can I do with 15 minutes? Could I set the timer and just whiz through the house and make it not offensive? You know, mm-hmm. could I scrub the bathroom floor? Could I prep breakfast for tomorrow? Could I mix up a batch of bread? Could I get some chicken stock going in the Instapot? Could I vacuum the living room? Like there's so mm-hmm. many little things. And I think as homemakers, we like we we do, we have massive to-do lists. And yeah. sometimes it's just as easy as calling to make an appointment or paying a bill over the phone that you need to get taken care of. Mm-hmm. Those things take less than 15 minutes. And the ditch on one side is that, you know, you're constantly trying to make every moment of your day productive and you'll burn out really quick when you do that. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. flip side is you're just like, oh, I can't ever get anything done. And stuff consumes way more mental energy because you're just thinking about it so many times. Yeah. And I'm really trying to like keep a list of those little things. So that when the 15 minutes comes, I just take the next thing on the list. So it doesn't feel like this mm-hmm. huge mental hurdle. Um, and so – and the other thing I've been doing is just keeping a book with me. I'm reading through this really great cookbook right now. And so I just carry it with me even though it weighs like 20 pounds so that if I have a little bit of time, I can just browse in there instead of just filling the time with something that's not helpful. So Right. Small little thing. Yeah. What a like what an idea to keep like a great book, whether it's a coffee table book that you've been wanting to dive back into or something keeping it open on your island or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and having that instead of your phone or something to Yep. Something that, that actually <sighs> enriches your life. Yeah. In some form. Mm-hmm. Um like, I, you know, you said about like the little things to do, like f- you mentioned about it like looming in your head. Um, that is mostly my, my problem is mm-hmm. the stuff that's just swirling around in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and just finding like, just, no, just do the thing. Yeah. And then the, then the swirling will stop. Yeah. And not <laughs> yeah. only will it stop, but like you actually get a little like a little, uh, what's the word? Like volt of energy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um, I did this recently with Georgia. My mom was a dental hygienist for 40 years. So like we come from kind of a teeth family. And so mm-hmm. it was a very important that um, when my mom retired, we stay up to date on our cleanings. And, you know, she's so she's like always assessing our teeth. And so she had told me like Georgia's really at the point where she needs to go into the orthodontist and get mm-hmm. assessed for her bite and all this kind of stuff. So I like put this off for like six months, like a loser. <laughs> and finally, I was just like, look, you are not a loser. You're going to just take care of this. Mm-hmm. So I call the orthodontist. I get her an appointment. I take her in. I'm making it happen. And sure enough, like she's right at the peak of her growth spurt where they can do a lot of work with their jaw very easily. And so the timing was actually right because she has to get braces and, you know, it's actually less expensive to do it when they're going through that. You know. So I'm like three years late to yeah, the game. Is you what are you're, sorry you're telling me that's great. <laughs> Jeez. Mom fail. But it was just one of these things, and we came home, and like she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get braces," you know. And she's feeling all kinds of emotions about it, and 
Um, and I'm feeling them for her as well, but also feeling like we did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we did it. Check. <laughs> it just yeah. felt so good. I called my yeah. mom and I'm like, mom, I did it. Like, we're doing it. We're making it happen. And it was just such a small little thing. But like you get energized off those things. So sometimes you mm-hmm. think, oh, I don't have the energy to do that. Sometimes that can actually work backwards and you can actually be filled from just yeah, the I, energy for, of it. Yeah. For me, more often than not, it's that I don't have the energy to not do it because the it's it's just the mental that wears me down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like working out where it takes energy, but it actually makes you stronger so that you're mm-hmm. genuinely stronger when you're going about your everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you almost can't afford not to because you also can't afford to be laid up with a back injury. Right. You know what I mean? So there's some of it, too, there. Um, did you have anything else on your list? Um, yeah, I mean, just let's see. What do I have here? I don't know. Just silly things. Sometimes I wash the top of my hair instead of all of it. I always do that. <laughs> okay. Just my roots. Yeah, that started like in high school and I had bangs. I got bangs. When I had bangs, I would just like wash my bangs. Yeah. You know, or in junior high rather, you know, is when you yeah. were like rat and teasing your bangs all up big. I would just wash my bangs. Um, this is a move. Okay, I'm I'm making this move in my bathroom. In France, they have towel warmers. It would be barbaric to not have a towel warmer in your bathroom and a bidet. Like, they think we are, like, uncouth, dirty, (laughs) dirty Americans, Americans. cold, we're cold, dirty Americans. (laughs) You know, we're like a culture that doesn't have bidets and where a lot of other cultures do. And so that is going to be um, a new signature move in our household where bathrooms will have towel warmers and bidets. There you go. That was just something on my list. That's Mm -hmm. a good one. I like that one. The kids are like, I'm not washing my butt. I'm like, well, suit yourself, but <laughs> I will. It's it's gonna I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have one other small one that we should leave people with because we're okay. we're there on time now. But um okay. I think a signature move that a lot of homemakers should take on. Um, and I don't mean this in like a self-empowering, whimsical nonsense kind of a way, but I do think it's worth it for when you're thinking of your signature moves, what you're bringing into house, like find something for yourself that you can invest in, like something, you know, um, something that grows your mind, grows your body, like helps you develop into a more mature, wise, educated, or just experienced, skilled, any, you know, pick one, anything, anything, um, and there's so many different ways that this could be applied. Um, like one thing that I'm kind of really determined is with language right now. So mm-hmm. when I'm in the kitchen cooking, it's hard because mentally I want to check out. When I'm doing dinner, like I've already wasted so much of my my mental energy on the day. There's not that much yeah. left. And if you study mm-hmm. language, you know it's hard. Like you, you, it, it has to push. It pushes. Yeah. You could feel your brain like, ah freaking out yeah sometimes you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i have to tell myself like calm down this is you're fine but um 
using that time to just check in mentally and just I'm really trying hard to get an hour a day. So if I'm I'm like listening to audiobooks or mm-hmm. podcasts in slow, you know, that kind of thing, like if mm-hmm. I'm out in the garden, if I'm washing dishes, if I'm ironing, times where I could really easily just veg on something really simple and mm-hmm. not really growth oriented. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so It does. And yeah. Go ahead. That's well, you and I that's we're both passionate about about, you know, like we both have businesses based on growth. Like you want to help women grow in their kitchen, I want to help women grow in creating their spaces. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's in I think we um I think it's really really easy to just passively accept like some sort of arrested development like okay i'm here i'm an adult this is it Mm -hmm. this is this is the skill set i have this is as good as i get Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's so not true Mm -hmm. yeah and i love when you hear those stories about you know maybe it's an artist and like they Mm -hmm. didn't even learn their skill till they i mean think about julia child when she learned to cook right you know she was already (laughs) middle-aged Mm-hmm. And now we look back and we're like, it's Julia Child. And mm-hmm. and so I think we cu- we can cut ourselves off just from growing as people. And so, homemaker, if you're just sort of thinking, what are my signature moves? Like, maybe think of something, you know, even if it's like, if it's watercolor, if it's, you know, whatever. Take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick. Find a hobby. Do something. Something that's going to encourage you to grow, I think, is a really great signature move to have. Yeah. Amen. New energy. All right. That's it. That's some fun stuff. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You guys will be back here on Thursday. Visit homemakerchicpodcast.com to check out all of our advertisers with all the discount codes and real easy clickable links to check out all their stuff. We'll be back with here, back here with you in a couple of days. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. All right. See ya. Cheers. Cheers.